You're listening to the Creatives on Tap podcast. This is Tejas Nair. I'm the studio engineer at 11 Gage Recordings. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Today we are in conversation with Mr. Anurag Tagat. He is currently the senior writer at Rolling Stone India and an independent music journalist who has written for The Hindu, First Post, Vogue India and a lot of other publications. So, hi Anurag, what's up? Thank you for uh, doing this. Yeah, hey there. It's uh, great to be here, you know. Thanks for having me and uh, always down to talk. Uh, awesome. about stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm uh, so the whole objective with this whole thing is to uh, i think make bands more aware of the whole marketing pr process and uh, i think uh, uh, you are quite active in the music journalism side of things so i have a, co- a few questions lined up and uh, i think we'll go through them one by one before that i think uh, it'll be cool if you can talk about uh, your background and what you do in your present uh job when i say background what uh what was your whole like education uh how did you study journalism and all of that and also your present role as uh the senior writer at rolling stone yeah and uh, i was uh basically studied like you know like at school in in many dif- in a few different cities like i was in aurangabad and then i was in uh mumbai and then hyderabad and then mumbai again and okay. um, yeah like uh, my 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 folks are also from different places like my mom is from chennai and my dad is from hyderabad uh, from bangalore so yeah it was it was just like um, you know like we we moved around a little bit but uh, more or less then like when i went to college like i by the time i got to college i was sure that even this 11th and 12th like i was sure that i'm not doing now the science and also uh, like uh, by, by that time like and i was lucky right like i had that choice it was definitely a privilege yeah. to have that those make those kind of choices like just and know it so um i was in mumbai then so i did my 11th and 12th uh, from st xavier's junior college in mumbai okay. so there, that's when i started doing arts and um yeah man, like it was it was pretty apparent to me by then that um, you know like english was something that uh, the english language and just studying like reading literature and stuff was just very much uh, something i liked more than most other sort of things okay. so uh, i had a choice after i graduated 12 to either do a media course like uh, like mm-hmm. a proper media bachelor's in media management or i would be doing a ba in english basically okay. so um yeah like just you know like deciding based on colleges available and things like that like i decided to continue in st xavier's in mumbai and i did my ba for 3 years there and i basically majored in english uh, literature more mm-hmm. or less and yeah and it was it was really fun like i i just treated those three years and even the final third year with a major it was just a lot of fun didn't really think of it as studying so much just yeah. enjoying like literature and pop culture and things like that so um and yeah by then like i was already pretty sure that i wanted to write uh, and write about like anything generally like i was still mostly set on journalism but not the specifics and uh, yeah like after that uh, i went to do an ma in journalism that was when i did like the proper got like you know that thing and that was at the goldsmith college in london which part okay. of the university of london so i pretty much spent that whole year you know knowing how a newsroom works but also i spent the whole year just going to as many shows as possible because mm-hmm. i was in a new country and getting access to see a lot of my favorite artists course, yeah. so that was that was really fun man that whole year it was very hectic but it was it was really fun um in the middle between that and this actually i was doing a internship at the hindu for one month in fact that's when i okay. first lived in bangalore for a month 
and okay. it was it was really nice like it was again this was like after this, your mba is it no it was just before i started my mba oh before so, you started okay yeah like uh, it was sometime the summer of 2011 where i came okay. to just do this and it was the first time i was living in bangalore okay. place where i would only previously spent like all my summer vacation time so mm-hmm. yeah and it was it was really nice and uh, it was a little bit uh, in the deep end kind of stuff where you know like you just had to go to stuff and you just had to know you just had to know canada for example mm-hmm. like you know i i didn't my, my the only way i learned canada was at home so like suddenly mm-hmm. like speaking to people and not understanding some of the words they said yeah. and all of it right but yeah and and then when i came back from my ma basically uh, i was already contributing to the hindu by mm-hmm. that point uh, on music specifically i remember the first um music article that i wrote for a newspaper which is the hindu metro plus was a review of an agam show in at hard rock okay. cafe huh. uh, so that was that was really quite something uh, and that was my first byline in a newspaper also so it just okay. felt really like bolstering in terms of feeling like yeah you know like i can combine my liking for music with uh, journalism basically so uh by the time i was in the i was in in the uk i was doing a bunch of journalism for newspapers back home as well in india so mm-hmm. that was pretty nice and then it, it coincidentally through like a total stroke of luck like when i came back um there was an opening at rolling stone india so okay. i started there and then yeah the senior writer that i have now like 8 9 years later um is pretty much uh, it involves a sort of like a contributing position but at the same time I pretty much have like total freedom to write about most of the artists that I want to write about hmm. and uh, some of the newer initiatives that happen at it only like I have to take those on writing a few cover stories here and there like so yeah it, it just uh, it entails a lot of those things and since we're all doing it remotely now it's definitely different like yeah. you know compared to even just a year and a half ago but um yeah like it's it's still very much uh, a job where that I you know just sit around listening to music all day which is you yeah. know the it's definitely a privilege definitely something that i'm really grateful for yeah nice nice so what what other stuff do you do other than uh, reviewing uh, bands and all of that as part of your job yeah and in fact like reviewing now has gone down more and more because yeah, like exactly. a lot of newspapers and publications don't really want reviews anymore because yeah. they feel like it doesn't get read hmm. um for the longest time for the hindu metro plus i w- did a month weekly review column for them okay it was called beat street and i think that i must have done for 6 7 years every week writing stuff reviewing albums hmm. and yeah one day they were just like yeah nobody's reading these anymore so I'm like okay um but yeah and like so that was going on so uh, it, but yeah outside of reviewing what i mostly do is like i interview artists i speak to them and sort of get the story out there about the record or about what they're working on um sometimes we would do sort of in the studio kind of stories where we would go and sit in with artists in the studio mm-hmm. and sort of see like what they were doing and how the record is shaping up to give a preview of, yeah. of the album basically yeah. and um, yeah the other times like review wise the other things we would do is festival reviews so like you we would go to festivals and show them just sort of write, write a report on like uh, how it went down what the vibe was like being there the artists who mm-hmm. were stand out so yeah like uh, apart from those yeah it's mostly more interview based stuff and sometimes okay. newsy stories of what's going on in yeah. the scene itself so yeah 
Nice. So we'll talk about we'll talk about your process where it comes to uh, choosing an artist to interview and uh, review and all of that. We'll come to that uh, later uh, part of this podcast. Let's start with I think uh, some of the core questions I wanted to get into before getting into all of that, which is what. Well, First of all, what are the different ways that an artist can market or stay relevant in this climate of the music scene? Uh, uh, when I say when I say mediums, it's uh, different mediums of marketing themselves uh, at this day and age. Uh, so, uh, what would you have to uh, uh, say about that? Yeah, and from a journalist perspective, like the, in fact, like I've seen artists more and more sort of realize, like they oscillate between like either knowing the importance of like uh, press and the importance of media coverage and. they also maybe some of them see that see media coverage is something that's not even necessary so much mm. in the age of social media they feel yeah. like um it's more about getting listeners on spotify playlists so they'll be like you know i need to get in in with like a label and then the label will push me and then this is all you know it's fine like in terms of they're, they're seeking out fans basically yeah. seeking out numbers you know yeah. like unfortunately like that's the stage that we were arrived at where artists are very much number driven very much like looking at that little counter on i don't know what so mm. um like like in terms of as as me as the journalist like i would say that it's it's definitely changed to the point where uh, they you know want certain kind of coverage from mm. from mm. a publication for example a lot of artists write and say we want a review of of the album okay. and we like nobody reads reviews so i can't write a review for you if you want i can write about the album but yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah writing a review is boring for me also sometimes so okay. um that that's essentially sometimes what it boils down to um and in yeah in terms of marketing and stuff like i think artists should be planning out just meaningful sort of like um you know like just ways to convey their story just ways mm. to convey the intention of their album or or just even single just the intention of their music uh, i think that's what should be going into like marketing right now i feel like you know like where you build it around um sort of like a like a story of of what you uh, in what you intended with yeah. the music with the work yeah and uh, i feel like uh, bands at least in the city i don't know about um uh the other cities and the the rest of the country or at least in the city what i have noticed is um bands just looking at marketing this be it digital marketing or any other medium uh they just look at it as like a uh you know just like one sided like one uh, one dimensional thing where it's like okay let's just post about this 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 and let's just post about okay when the album is going to release uh some images maybe uh some just videos which are just like the generic things to do but there's a lot more when it comes to um uh, marketing and not just uh, i think uh kind of putting out your character as a band uh, or your uh, the way you function as a band so that uh, your fans get to know you a lot more uh, better is a more efficient way i think to uh, uh do the whole marketing thing do you agree with that or Yeah, and I agree. And like, I I think like I almost slip of the tongue. You said musician first, right? Like, I yeah. mean, I think even like we have to admit that a lot of times, like musicians are following other musicians also. So musicians are part of the audience for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is why I feel like, for example, bands put out playthrough videos. For example, like mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's because they want to show that. Yeah. I mean, they're not just saying, "Hey, look at what I can play." You know, yeah. they're trying to say that, "Hey, you can also play this if you want. Just yeah. check out like how I do this, basically." Or right? we have so, actually played this and not programmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's 
it has different motives right so yeah, i think the motive. same way it comes down to like even marketing like you know you have yeah. to think about like the different audiences that you have and that how you can just sort of um engage them by yeah like like with the narrative or just by yeah it shouldn't just be a box that has to be ticked like what you were saying earlier about yeah. like you know how like maybe some musician will think that oh you know so uh, social media i have to do reels now because everybody is yeah. doing reels yeah so like it can't it can't be that way so it, it even even there's a lot of artists who for example really chase after rolling stone you know feature they'll really mm. really want it they'll say that this means the world to them but they'll never come back like when the next release happens so it's mm. like as if they just want to get featured once mm. and be written about once and that's it like it's over now you know like it can't be like that it has to be a continual sort of uh thing that you have yeah. to pursue i feel yeah. yeah and also i think when someone goes to say the rolling stone website and search for uh, so and so band it can't be just like one article like if if there's a chain of uh, you know articles then there's a story behind it right like all of their uh, if you have reviewed multiple albums of the same artist there's a story behind it and there's a you can see kind of the journey of the band also uh, so exactly. i think that also makes a huge difference and not just like a one time thing uh which it's like it's like the band just released one album and they're gone so uh yeah. that also doesn't put like a really good picture of the band out uh, out there so True. Uh, and i mean yeah part of that is on us also like because a lot of uh, times like the journalists do have to could be following up like you know artists who are putting out great music hmm. and a lot of times we we don't like definitely like sometimes i've missed out on like you know covering yep. second or third releases by an artist but at the same time like as a music journalist i can say that like when we spot like a good artist when we mm. spot like genuine sort of like good music like we will we'll definitely follow it up like we won't of be course. the kind of people who will say that oh you know we covered this last month only who wants yeah. to cover it again so, yeah and yeah. there are millions of artists out there and you can't follow everyone and keep up with everyone you're just one person and uh, just music journalists in general you'll have to keep an eye for something that stands out or at least so if the artist first of all takes the initiative to get in touch with you first of all and then second thing if if their music is actually good people will notice it so um i do, i don't think you can keep track of every band that crops up every day so that's uh, i don't think you can take the blame for that also but uh, but yeah so uh, another thing i want to talk about is uh, what value does pr or uh, when is pr or marketing um bring to the table when it comes to an artist journey and uh, the album cycle and all that yeah i think it just makes things fairly more organized in you know musicians heads like i mean i have seen so many musicians who say that you know making the music is the easy part like you know the, mm. now when music is done like to make sure that it reaches people yeah. and to make sure that enough people you know like uh, hear it uh, not even so much let's even forget the question of appreciating it just the fact mm-hmm. that even to get it to reach people itself is a challenge which is why art- artists find it much more challenging to plan out like things like marketing and pr and stuff so like that's that's where it helps you know like that's where it helps to have somebody who uh, like a publicist or a pr agent who who will take care of that for you yeah. basically who makes mm-hmm. it all organized who can in fact not even just make it organized but come up with um like good ways of you know like promoting the the record and mm. the artists themselves so that yeah. 
like um, they they they'll have you know sort of ideas that go beyond like journalism itself beyond mm. getting coverage in you know publications that mm. might be just one part of the plan mm. they might have a lot of other plans which is i think definitely why like uh, it makes a case for uh, pr okay and what kind of uh, coverage uh, and medium should uh, bands concentrate on other than i'm talking about other than digital marketing what what else should uh, can bands concentrate on because i think you are uh, an expert in that so uh, other than digital marketing what else can artists um, kind of uh, depend on when it comes to this yeah man, like i think one of the things that i look out for as a journalist when artists approach me is that that yeah like have, have you just been like active you know and of course active mm. has a very different connotation in the yeah. last one year one and a half years yes. but yeah. uh obviously traditionally what it entails is that that you've played shows that you know that you have that you're a good art you know act to watch live mm. like that you carry off your your music translates well into the into the stage performance so those are some of the things that we look out for you know like um and it's even that like it's not even so much about like i think making moves and networking or anything like that like it's just so much about um you know when the opportunity comes like mm. the band is on stage or you know the artist is on stage and they just nail it they just kill mm. it so those those are you know those are things that as a music journalist when when you see when you witness live like you know that you know like there are so many artists that i have seen live just even once probably and i've just been like man you know i need to hear this on a record like i want to mm. immediately go and go back and which is the same with fans i'm sure yeah, you know like yeah. when when they hear a great artist they want to go back so it's the same with journalists as well and i think like uh, you know in terms of outside of digital marketing those are the things that they should definitely keep in mind and mm. apart from that like yeah man like i think it helps to have um like ways to build their own sort of community of mm. of uh, listeners and fans mm. and things like uh, and that of course is now more more and more digital but at the same time there are more like traditional you know like street teams and things like that like we haven't heard oh, yeah. a lot of those things in a while you know yeah. you haven't heard terms like that in a while but yeah. like a lot of artists have thrived because they've they've had like that little community just like sort of supporting them in in the beginning and just word of mouth telling their friends and stuff so yeah. um yeah you brought up like a really cool way of uh, looking at uh, shows as a way to uh, market itself because that's also uh, that's actually the main way to stay relevant in the scene because you can't just like play one show a year and uh, uh, you know plan to i think that the fans can remember you throughout or keep you in mind throughout the year so you'll have to kind of uh, play shows quite regularly and that itself is uh, a kind of uh, marketing so is that is that what you meant by yeah definitely saying, yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly what i meant and that like okay. that there's no good there's no better way to promote yourself than through a show where you know like you take an early slot or i don't know like you go to an open mic or something and all mm-hmm. that like you know works in your favor i feel because that's like uh, you know ground level like you know work going on there and i guess the other thing would be things like that are slightly more complicated now but also picking up on things like you know sync and licensing like i think that's definitely something artists should focus on because mm-hmm. it sort of helps them work on you know like uh it it works in a in a way in terms of marketing and promotion like 
um you know like if your song is heard like even in the first even if it's if it's the 10th second sort of snippet and if it's heard like in a comedian's like intro right. video yeah. or something like that you know yeah. like that's that's a big uh, plug right there yeah. like if it's if it's on a social media again that's more in the digital space once again it is outside yeah. digital space but yeah like it it's still uh, you know like it's it's sync and licensing which is entirely new and a lot of things that I think artists are still trying to figure out about that that's uh, actually a really good point because I actually came across uh, a few artists that i haven't even like heard of before through uh, i think uh, abish matthews um show right like oh, he yeah, yeah uh, uh, his talk show like at the end of the talk show he brings up artists uh, that he yeah. likes or uh, he would have come across and i i kind of found out about these artists by just listening to that so that's wow. that's actually a really uh, yeah. cool Point. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like because, like, growing up, like, uh, like I had found out about artists like, let's say, Arms for Shanti, which was the side project okay. of Industreet. Like, I found oh, them okay. through like a Channel V like thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like they had some co- collaborative series called Jamming, and like I think okay. they had Arms for Shanti on that, and it was just yeah, man. Like it was it was quite interesting. Even Indian Ocean, like I mean, I I knew mm-hmm. Indian Ocean existed, and I knew that they were. quite one of the popular bands but the first song i heard of indian ocean was bande which was yeah. on uh, the black friday movie yeah. so you know it came on at the end of it and i was just like man this is like one of the most powerful songs i've ever heard yeah. and uh, yeah again that is licensing and sync that's that sync basically yeah. so yeah uh, so i think these are good points for an artist that's just uh, coming up to kind of gain a good fan base or gain some popularity before putting out uh, some uh, good amount of material uh, so i think this is a good way to start out let's talk about bands that already have like a little bit of uh, stuff out there and some kind of body of work when should a band start their uh, promotion cycle uh, when it comes to once say they start uh, writing songs and uh, the end point is uh, uh, releasing the album how should an artist plan firstly the whole uh, cycle of marketing and pr and all of that and uh, when do you think they sh- is a good time to start all of this during that cycle right like i mean i think there's never a bad time than the present like as much as we've seen all the memes about how like there'll be a teaser of an announcement of an announcement <laughs> yeah. kind of shit yeah like yeah. that's all fine but uh, you know like it's, it's okay man you can get made fun of stuff like that like yeah. it's okay like i think it's okay for musicians to get in the firing line for stuff like that but yeah it's never too early basically mm. that's that's what i would say like even if you have like a 30 second snippet of a song mm. even if you have like an outtake from a jam session that you had then mm. all of that is is good material man like in terms of just engaging uh, you know listeners and of course like at least as a journalist like what i'm looking out for is definitely a studio release that yeah. i can write yes. about like that is yeah. always what we wait for mm. um or at best like it could be uh, sometimes i'll be writing a gig preview for example so mm. obviously if uh, if a really promising artist is uh, you know like secured a gig then it makes sense to reach out to uh, you know like journalists and press and say that you know we have a gig coming up Mm. and at the same time it's okay to say that we have some material coming up which will come out like later in the year or something like that so okay. um all that itself already sort of like uh, piques the curiosity of, of journalists in terms of it makes a fairly decent pitch at least for like a music specific uh, publication like rolling stone or humming heart or mm. bunch of other places so um uh i i would say yeah so it's never too early to start that way and then like once uh, sort of material is getting recorded for example mm. 
you know, that's, that's, I have a lot of artists who share demos with me and yeah. who share like, you know, just unmixed, unmastered kind of things because uh, they trust journalists with, with the fact that what journalists are looking out for is the idea and the essence of the mm -hmm. music. They're not mm -hmm. looking out for why is, why are the highs, you know, like not there or why are the vocals yeah. so low or yeah. all that doesn't matter. Like it matters what, how it sounds, you know, yeah. so um, it, it, it makes sense to share those things as and when they sort of get ready mm -hmm. and, to, just so that you can start planning, and ideally, I guess I would put the time slot as 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 like a month before, uh, you know, like your releases are coming out. Basically, okay. like if if you have a single, or even if you have like an EP or an album, whatever it is, like um, the ideal time to I guess reach out to journalists is, is a month prior, especially right now because we're all like quite burdened with a lot of releases coming out and trying to plan out our own editorial schedules. So, mm. um, like yeah, if if, if I get stuff like a month in advance, then it helps me plan. Like it helps mm -hmm. me say that, you know, like I can pencil it in and I can say that, okay, this is coming out then. And to the best of my knowledge, like a lot of artists also have to submit to distributors and then yeah. they get a release date. Yeah. So having all that like in place is always um, like important, I feel like. So when an artist tells me that they have a song coming out, one of the first things I ask them is, when what date is it releasing on so okay. mm. when you have a confirmed release date like that definitely makes sense to sort of like uh relay to uh you know like journalists because mm. that makes them plan out their own editorial sort of like thing mm. and um and then yeah like it's it's just about sort of sending a steady stream of materials uh over over that plan of that month to just sort of send it to as many people as possible. Some people will want different things out of it, obviously, like, you know, they, they'll say that, um, you know, like, is there a show coming up, for example, mm. I mean, in the hypothetical sense, mm. obviously now, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like uh, all, all those things, I think over the span of a month can really be ironed out. And the other thing, of course, to account for is that, you know, the journalists may not respond immediately, like that, mm. you know, like some of the plans just might take longer to, you know, like uh, move forward. It may move mm. at a slower pace than you expect. So it all, one month, I feel like also gives that buffer period where, you know, like you can keep following yeah. up or you can follow up after a while. So yeah, I, I think one month is a good span. Okay. And uh, uh, coming to a question that I'm like really curious uh, to know about also is what is your process when uh, reviewing uh, an artist's release or just interviewing an artist in general? Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's very interesting because I was doing this last night itself. <laughs> hmm. I was reviewing an album, and okay. um, I think like one of the major things that I I mean, and this was very nice. It was by a Hindi rock band called Char Hazari from New Delhi, and nice. um, like they had their sort of thing down in the sense of they had sent me an EPK. They had sent me like a mm. track breakdown of what they were going for with each track, at least thematically. So mm. like context always helps us, obviously, yeah. right? Like because, you know, if you don't provide context and if a journalist writes something and says that, you know, like this sounds like this. Yeah. You know, like, it happened to me also like a lot of times i'll say yeah. like this sounds like this and the artist will say i've never even heard that art artist yeah. in my life yeah and, you'll be, and then you know there's egg on your face because you'll just be like how did that happen yeah. so um, but again that's your interpretation so it doesn't have yeah, to right. really 
Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, that's definitely true. So I'm not saying like it causes some sort of agreement or I mean, disagreement or embarrassment yeah. so much, but yeah. it just like, at least for journalists who want to be accurate, like you, you, you'd rather like sort of see like, you know, what yeah. the artists have to say about yeah. things like that. Yeah. So at least with reviews, like, yeah, we try to work with as much context as possible from the artist. So I'm always looking out for what the artists have already said about the song. So oftentimes if they haven't done interviews somewhere else about the album or the mm. release, then I'll they'll usually be saying something on social media. So I'm usually like looking up what they're saying on social media about the okay. songs and about their material. And I try to use that as sort of a space to just see like what, what they're doing. So in reviews, like I'm usually trying to provide context and then also say that, does it work or does it not work basically? Mm. Um, and with, with other sort of like, and yeah, usually like prep for reviews means listening to the album at least five or six times, like okay. uh, in entirety. And uh, I mean, that again, like comes with its own like sort of uh, things like where uh, liberties in the sense of like, if I'm listening to an album, uh, which I have to review, then I may not listen to it start to finish five or six times. Like mm. I may skip over some parts. I may like go to certain parts of the music where I want to see what's happening there mm. because that's what I want to highlight in the review. So that's that's usually what I'm doing. But yeah, like my standard is usually I try to listen to an album at least five times before okay. like I try to review it. Um, and that's why it takes some, some time actually to review albums. Um, and with other like general like features and profiles and interviews and mm. news stories like yeah, like, like the process is to just sort of um, always get a good sort of like intro opening uh, because that's, I think, something that uh, we we always pay attention to, basically. Like if, mm. for example, I, I treat it the same way as like somebody reading a story, whether it's fiction, yeah. nonfiction, whatever. Like yeah. when, when you're reading a story, you want it to sort of immediately sort of hook you in. So mm. what I always concentrate on is to find something that I can use in that intro paragraph. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's, when it's news, it's very straightforward. Like you're just mm. saying that this album or this release has come out and you can listen to it now. Yeah. Like that's usually what we lead with. But yeah, a lot of times I'm just trying to get to the, to the crux of, um, you know, the, the, the artist's uh, story or the releases story and the narrative behind it. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think about like, okay, if this artist was influenced, for example, by a particular producer okay. or an artist, then why is it that you know like that they're influenced by them what is it that they like about these artists so mm -hmm. that's usually how I've, I've been trying to like frame you know things like when i do interviews uh, these days it's a mix of email as well as a uh, phone or zoom okay. so uh oftentimes in email interviews you know artists are very much straightforward right like you know they, they just write out what they feel some people write like eight paragraphs for like some mm. small question some people will write like one line for one question yeah. so uh, it definitely limits and it changes the way the articles work mm. um so which is why like whenever we do phone interviews or zoom interviews like it definitely affects like the the narrative yeah. of the story so that's that's definitely another thing uh, that i think artists should understand in that way like sometimes i just have to do an email interview because mm. i'm just swamped and you know it's the easiest way forward and other times yeah we want to do a phone interview because we want to get into sort of like understanding the artists and you know maybe there's uh, usually there's scope for you know like follow-up questions there's mm. scope for interrupting them you know just in the middle of the call yeah. and saying something else or they interrupting you and saying something in the middle of the call so um, you get more of a sense of, of the artist definitely when you when you speak to them. So that's the standard mm. that I always adhere to. 
Um, and yeah, man, once it's out, like I usually aim for like a slightly less um, word count as well, because okay. a lot of the times, uh, depending on the artist, like, you know, uh, I try to aim for less mostly because this is this this is where we are right now as a generation. Like yeah. people don't want to read that much. Uh, people yeah. want to get the crux of things like very quickly. So attention uh, span. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So people maybe want to get to the music as soon yeah. as, you know, like even though they're on a website that will give them a lot of context and information, a lot of times people still come there just to listen to the music. So yeah. we try to keep it as, as sort of short, at least I try to keep it as short as possible unless it is a bigger artist who has a big release coming out, then, yeah. you know, you want to give it space. You want to really dig into it. So yeah, yeah that's, that's usually the variance. There. Nice. And uh, this ties to uh, my next question, which is what is your process when it comes to choosing which artists to do a feature on or a review on? Right. Yeah. man. this is like, this is especially like right now, like it gets more and more tougher yeah, because yeah. Um, like there'll be a lot of artists who are coming out like nonstop with releases, yeah. like one every month and yeah. uh, they have an album out and like, you just wouldn't be able to write about it because you're just like, I'm too caught up with a lot of other things and you don't know how it's going to pan out basically. Um, even though you want to write about it. So there's definitely been times where I've like missed out on writing about big artists, big releases. But at the same time, it was because I'm trying to concentrate on like maybe a new release by a yeah. young artist who yeah. I really feel should be spotlighted. So okay. um, those are usually like the kind of criteria that, that I'm looking out for. Like, you know, if it's slightly unknown, but they're doing like really interesting things. Like, for example, I came across this um, artist uh, who is called Red Machine. He's like, mm -hmm. um, he's basically like, like a rap metal vocalist basically like he he okay. rap growl kind of thing okay. the growl rap i don't know how to describe solo it, artist, yeah. Is it? Or... yeah yeah solo okay. artist who works with a producer but like you know his his okay. delivery is is mostly almost like very uh heavy basically hmm. so you know like those, those kind of artists like i have to like really think about and i have to be like they have to feature these artists yeah. because yeah. they're really doing something different out there um so, so yeah, that's just usually how I think about it. Like if it just sticks with you, if it just sticks with you well, and I mean, uh, I am, I'm pretty sure like, unlike most music journalists, like I think I like most of the music I listen to. Like there's very few times I listen to something and be like, that wasn't so great. You know, like I'm, huh. I'm always trying to like find like something good in even like a lot of standard fair music. I yeah, guess yeah. like maybe other journalists would describe it as yeah. standard fair, like they wouldn't doesn't do much for them. But for me, yeah, like I think a lot of music does a lot for me personally. Like when I listen to it, like I'm trying to find out like what they're trying to do differently or even if they're doing the same thing that maybe a lot of artists have done. Like for example, in pop music, a lot of artists are trying to do what The Weeknd is doing right now, which is like a very synth kind of 80s kind of vibe sort of mm. sound. But, you know, it doesn't discount the fact that, you know, that somewhere in there, their own individuality is in there. Yeah. So that's usually the kind of things like that I try to highlight, like when, when I listen and write about the music. And I think uh, from reading a lot of your articles uh, myself, I think your writing style is, uh, I like the way you write because it's always like highlighting the positives. Like you said, it doesn't have to, be like, okay, this is good. And this is bad. Uh, you're just trying to highlight what is good about it so that people check it out for that good. So it doesn't have to, 
um uh, obviously not everything is the best and not everything is good but you are just trying to highlight those uh, points that are the the saving grace maybe or something like the best parts of the music or that artist yeah that's true i mean you know, that opens up the whole other debate of whether you know like are we being honest with artists are we being like upfront with you know are we telling artists that their music is terrible or are we you know like telling them that yeah. you know like don't worry it's okay you yeah. can keep making kind of stuff so but yeah there like, are ways to been... say it without Uh, there are ways to kind of get your point across without being uh, negative right so yeah exactly yeah. and yeah that's that's what i try to go for as much as possible yeah. and often times like the music that i definitely don't like and there's definitely it's there like you know there's mm-hmm. music that i don't find inspiring music that i definitely feel has been a rip off music that just doesn't sit with me like i just don't write about that music basically okay. like i have just straight up told artists that you know i'm not feeling it or this is not of interest and mm. i'm going to pass on this one and um yeah it it doesn't certainly i feel like it doesn't sort of put off artists in the same way that a lot of artists come back and they say okay like i've worked on this song now like what do you think about this and if i tell them that also not that great they come back again and they send me another one so um it's definitely something that like uh, i've learned like over time where you know it's uh, where we do have to be like honest and of course know, yeah things with our artists so yeah. that they they come back and they do better do you do you think uh, with your experience do you think when you uh, tell an artist that okay this is not something that i want to write do you do they take it like gracefully or do they like uh, kind of uh, uh, tend to fight back and fight for that right yeah no it's it's weird man because like at least right now like what happens is uh what they mostly want to sort of push back against is uh the scope of coverage that i do like a lot of mm-hmm. times like there'll be a release which i can't write about so i put into a playlist mm-hmm. and often times there'll be a release that i can write about but i can only like give one paragraph and like mm-hmm. a listicle uh a lot of artists want that full article yeah. treatment going yeah. on and um yeah like that's when i just tell them like man it just doesn't warrant it right now you know mm-hmm. like there's not i don't feel like you're at that stage like where you you warrant like a separate article or anything like that so um in terms of like how artists have behaved like yeah like i would say most of them have been more or less fine about it they've been like oh okay kind of stuff and you know yeah. there's definitely like some disappointment but hmm. a lot of them have i think just been like pushing more and more basically like they they That's push yeah. and they just say that no like i i want this or they they want like or they say that okay i'll come back with another one mm. um but yeah a lot of times they've been pushy in the sense of that it's not good where they just keep mm. saying no but i want this and you know like please do this for me and stuff like that i'll be like you know like it's okay like you know like if i can't do it then it just means that you know it just takes a little longer that's it like it can't we we understand like how much effort uh at least at least we try to understand how much yeah. effort goes into each release and we don't question that you know like we don't say that it sounds like you know bad or it sounds mm-hmm. like something that you didn't put enough work mm-hmm. into but at the same time yeah like uh, we are also you know just trying to navigate this sort of space to the yeah. best of our abilities to cover as much as possible maybe. it's it's nice that uh, artists uh, try to t- take that as a take a positive turn with that uh, with your comment and try to do better because uh, i think that's the right way to go about it exactly man and i mean i think but but the other thing does happen where some artists get rejected for mm. coverage mm. and then they just don't write back at all ever and you know like that mm. feels like odd to me because uh, yeah man like i mean it shouldn't be that just because i said no right now doesn't mean that you know like later on next material also like it'll be like permanently yeah. no like i think that is only in the case of like artists whom i know that 
like say like uh, again that's a open to debate thing but like you know like i'll hear like a homophobic reference for example mm, in some artist yeah. music or just something blatantly misogynist yeah. just be like i don't probably want to write about Got you it. ever yeah. uh and hopefully yeah they understand that that's what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah nice wanted to ask like one more question which i was uh, curious about how important is uh, production uh, me being a <laughs> sound engineer i have to ask this like how how important is like production quality when you listen to a uh, new music does that affect your judgment or i think so man like and i remember like when i got these headphones like audio technica mm. headphones yeah. like it was uh, like i started listening to hearing things that i hadn't heard before you know so exactly. then i was like okay you know like this this um makes this is a game changer that way so mm. there's definitely chance like where i've heard song that we like it can definitely do much better on the production front so it definitely impacts like how you sort of agree on it and then at the same time i know this this i said earlier that you know even if you send me a scratch even if you send me a demo mm-hmm. like you know that's uh, okay and that is okay because i'll understand with the context that that is a demo or a scratch that is not fully finished and what mm-hmm. i'm looking for there is the idea but then if you send me a finished song and you say this is releasing and i hear like the levels are all over the place or mm-hmm. there's suddenly something dips then i'll just be like yeah like it it puts you off basically and it makes it that much tougher to sort of agree to cover things and uh, there's been a lot of yeah i think there's been a fair amount of times where like you you hear a nice idea but the way it's executed and the way it's produced doesn't exactly sit with you mm-hmm. and that definitely impacts like you know to what degree you you cover you want to give it coverage a lot of people reading these articles on rolling stone or be it whatever publication it is uh, i think you mentioned this on one of my previous questions that a lot of people uh, reading these articles are just fellow musicians or other musicians so <clears throat> how do you get like the general uh, non musician uh, crowd also to get into uh, reading and finding out about new artists that are coming uh, cropping up every day and artists that you you might find interesting and artists that need that attention kind of uh, get that culture of more people uh, finding out and listening to artists that need to be uh, listened to yeah yeah man i mean it's it's a larger problem of journalism and the way like you know it works and uh, it it has the space it occupies right now especially music journalism in in the space it occupies in the face of like streaming in the face of curated playlists in the face of um you know like just all out pr digital marketing and stuff right like mm-hmm. which doesn't even focus on yeah. journalism so um it it definitely like has led to like fewer numbers over mm-hmm. the years like where i feel like fewer uh, readers uh, who are just general music fans mm-hmm. are list uh, you know like following an artist intently or mm-hmm. you know like knowing things about them through a publication for example mm. like i think a lot of readers now think that they can know their artists by just following them on social media mm. you know um but i know for a fact that there are things that artists will tell a journalist which they don't say on social media basically okay. so mm. you know so uh, i mean that's just that's just one example that you know that journalism will always try to uncover things that yeah. you don't find every anywhere yeah. else so yeah. that uh, definitely one of the things that we try to focus on and i think uh, one of the things that has increased now for example is reaction videos for example yeah. so um i think that one way that uh, you know listeners and fans have been engaged with artists like they mm-hmm. want to see what other reaction people are sort of saying about mm-hmm. you know like the music um 
and at the same time yeah like i feel like journalism was sort of like you know being that mirror that reaction videos were already providing in a sense you yeah, know that yeah. journalism music journalism about releases about artists uh, try to sort of ask them more questions prod them a little bit more uh, get them to talk about things that they don't generally talk about so yeah like we we need readers to sort of um basically realize that you know like it it can't all come from just looking at a screen and looking at videos mm. uh, and of course people can argue that maybe you should take your thing to you know like videos or you should just mm-hmm. change your medium and stuff mm. but at the same time yeah man like um you know like we still have a large amount of readership for artists like the biggest artists or you know like even in other countries for example like you know there is still quite a strong traditional sort of like listenership and i feel like it's not too late to cultivate that in the indian independent music space as well um where you know artists uh build like this sort of dedicated community you know mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. a specific sort of uh, number of fans and yeah. i think those fans like sort of have such a connection with mm. artists that they would want to know things through articles that they would want to know things through like podcasts for example mm. so um yeah like I, i think like it's the emphasis lays on the building that community basically so that readers can just get more and more engaged i think from your articles what i've noticed and other journalists in general they try to expand uh, uh, expand that whole uh, process of the artists uh creation uh, creation process and not just talking about um the listening experience so uh listening experience i think anyone who listens to music can kind of get an idea of what uh what's going on music wise but i think uh as journalists i think you're trying to uncover uh, a lot of other things uh the band's journey when it comes to uh say even like the studio Uh, experience and um, how how they started the songwriting process uh, and all of that so um, how do you uh, kind of get all that uh, research kind of sorted and then how do you keep the listener uh, sorry i mean the reader uh, engaged throughout the article because i think uh, uh, like you said we we spoke about the attention span uh, of people these days so how do you keep a reader engaged uh, by kind of researching this entire process and uh, kind of uh, writing it down in such a way that uh, they are engaged throughout the uh, the the interview or article yeah like um, i was just thinking about how like a uh, lot of musicians will tell you that we don't really make this music for people to listen to or mm-hmm. we don't think about the listener mm-hmm. when we yeah. make this music uh it's pretty much the same for me man like when i write like i'm not thinking about who is going to read this how many people will read it okay. um like i'm thinking about telling the story in an engaging fashion basically in in okay. a in in like just as as much of a accurate and engaging fashion as possible um that represents the artist basically so hmm. um uh in in that sense obviously representing an artist is also subjective right like the way yeah. i see an artist is very different from maybe okay. like you know how like if you are friends with that artist you yeah. will see them very differently so um if i've known an artist for 5 years and you've known them for 10 years like mm. the it definitely changes you know um so uh yeah man like like i i would just say that like uh, when when i'm sort of researching and writing like i'm thinking about like just you know what would be interesting in terms of putting out there that isn't already out there so uh, i'm always thinking about asking them things that they haven't been asked before mm-hmm. or maybe building on a thought that they have just maybe fleetingly expressed in mm. 
say social media or something like that you yeah. know like for example if if an artist says like oh this is my favorite movie or this is my mm. favorite director then um yeah like you know i would like to build on something like that even if it is for purposes of uh, you know like even if it serves as just like a small uh, detour from the whole article uh, you know from the whole narrative of things at the same time i feel like i could get something from it which uh, you know like they which our readers may not know right like yeah. and a lot of times while speaking to artists they'll be like you know they'll just pause and be like oh i just realized that that connection you know while mm. speaking to a journalist they realize that a lot of their subconscious uh, sort of influences or connections that they make in their mind mm. and that's like really rewarding for me like uh, in terms of uh to to realize that like you've sort of got this insight into an artist by just speaking to them yeah what do you think is uh artists are doing wrong these days especially i think stuff that you've noticed uh from in the city i mean i i can talk about it a lot in terms of uh music and the whole recording process and all that i think i i just even did that in my uh, previous episode um yeah so in terms of marketing and pr what 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 do you think are like your pet peeves or things that you see artists doing wrong constantly yeah i think um like the one of the first things is that like and i probably mentioned this somewhere before but that they call it a press release basically like that they call an article ah. a press release that's okay. you know a press release doesn't necessarily mean uh, a release that's covered in the press you know ah. like a press release is what you write up to send to the press so okay. that they can sort of have that uh, as a guiding sort of uh, document to yeah. write about something mm. so yeah like that that's one of the things like sometimes they just call a press release like they they you know they'll write to me and be like when is the press release happening and i'll just be like i don't know like <laughs> you'll, you'll have to ask a pr person about that uh, and um yeah like like a lot of other times i think like they just um i feel like uh, the the other thing is that they sort of push for things uh, in terms of coverage that they may not like uh, fully understand how it works within you know like uh, journalism basically mm. you know like um a lot of artists are very controlling about like their narratives and they're very um okay. you know like they won't be open to certain ideas about coverage and they'll be open very open to only like specific things mm. um you know like a lot of big artists for example in music they only want cover stories after a certain mm. point you know like mm. they don't want like an article they don't want like a small feature they want cover mm. they want to be on the cover basically mm. so and you know nothing wrong with that you can always say demand things so at the same time like you can't be that like this is the only thing i'm going to do and i'm not going to do any of this other stuff yeah. so i would say to artists that you should definitely not close yourself off from any kind of like sort of publicity unless unless you feel that you know like it's just not helping you in terms of um yeah like a lot of newspapers for example when they cover music they cover it through a certain lens mm. you know like mm. through a very general lens you know they'll ask you the same questions or they'll you know so if that annoying to an artist i get it you know like mm. then you definitely want to hold off from those yeah. things but at least a music specific publications like rolling stone um like yeah like we we have like you know we, we have that liberty to go into like a lot of details like we'll have liberty to talk about what is it like working with this producer or what is it mm. like you know what do you what what was the production process like yeah. uh, or you know like what did what did this producer do that you liked about you know so um those are things that only we can ask i feel and that may not be so much more relevant to certain publications like newspapers for example um 
So I think like artists should definitely think about things like that. Like, you know, the, the, a lot of artists like wave away those kind of questions. They'll just be like, I don't want to talk about this. You know, like I want to talk hmm. about like just how I wrote this album or something like that. So um, is this during, is this during like a video interview or during when you send them uh, questions? Uh, I, th- I think like it's, that. yeah, I think it just comes across like on both levels also. Like sometimes okay. when I've emailed like things, like they'll be very brief about the production part. They'll mm-hmm. just say the standard thing that, oh, it was great to work with this producer. He really understood my sound and <laughs> great. Uh, and other times, yeah, like uh, even even input, like over the phone or, you know, over video, like, um, yeah, the, some of the responses are pretty standard. So, I mean, basically, like I'm just saying that a lot of times artists don't trust like the narrative that we are trying to build basically mm-hmm. because they feel that it's taking the narrative control away from them basically yeah. but that's what you're essentially doing when you approach a journalist to write about you like you're yeah. you're you're kind of you have to trust them with the story you know yeah. and at times they will they will definitely say things that you don't agree with they'll definitely say something that you'll feel that man like i don't even like i said like they, they'll be like i wasn't even influenced by that artist mm-hmm. or anything like that so you just have to trust their, their sort of like vision with with an article with your narrative so mm-hmm. i would definitely recommend to musicians to sort of yeah just just to leave journalists to have that control over their narrative and yeah it will usually at least with you know music writers who, who know their stuff like it will definitely lead to good things. Like it will never yeah. lead to a situation where they'll say something that uh, is completely inaccurate. And if it is, then call them out on it, man, for sure. Like, I think that's the other thing. Like, I feel like a lot of music musicians call out music journalists or they just call out journalism about their articles, for example, when it's inaccurate or something like that. But mm-hmm. a lot of musicians don't call out like specific things like you know like when when like uh, journalists have messed up or if if they just haven't given a complete picture of anything you know like it it definitely musicians should also call out journalists as often as possible if they feel that something is off about it so uh, when you said that musicians give the standard response uh, responses for certain questions that you ask like do you want them to go more into detail in uh, for those questions or are you looking for something unique about their uh, journey and you want them to go a little more detail or uh, is there something else that you're looking for there? Yeah, no, definitely more into detail. Like I feel like, um, and obviously I'll, I'll push in my own sense and like, you know, sort of if I do want to get like more details about something that, you know, that they just sort of are very sketchy about or this cagey about then I will definitely push because like that's, you know, that's what I do. Like you have to, you know, if you want to get a certain thing out of an artist for your article, then you want to ask them that over and over, or you just want to get into the detail of it um, till they obviously say no and then you understand. But um, yeah, like like usually uh, I try to push forward in more in that direction. And sometimes, like for example, in an email interview, you can't do anything about that. Like if they just put in one line, then you can either follow up and ask them, you know, send them more questions. But hmm. usually, like, I'll just be like, okay, this sounds like something the artist hmm. has no interest in talking about. So hmm. I'm just going to focus on other stuff. Yeah, I think you, I think with your experience, you'll kind of get an idea of, uh, if they're kind of open to talking about it or, yeah, got it. Yeah. And cool. So I think the last thing just to kind of close this is as you're the senior uh, writer at, Rolling Stone and a lot of other publications. Why do you think is um, like print media still uh, relevant, and why do you think people should still kind of read uh, these articles that you put? Or what is why is it still relevant today? Basically, 
Yeah, and I, I think it's relevant because of the perspective it offers, because of the way, uh, you know, I think other mediums sort of are more hurried. There's more sense of urgency, you know, in social media, in anything, right? Like, um, I guess what journalism, print journalism offers is, is just a more nuanced perspective that sort of takes into account a lot of things, takes it time, takes its time to sort of build, a, you know, a narrative. Like none of this is hastily put together, you know, a lot of it is thought out, a lot of it is, is to sort of carefully placed together. And even when it's edited and put together again, it's checked again. So there's a lot of thoroughness involved in the sort of stories that we put out basically, you know. Um, so that that would be one one sort of reason that if you want okay. something that's thorough and just sort of uh, really gets into details, uh, then yeah, like that that's definitely why journalism. And I guess I guess the other thing is that you know it it also is there so that um, nothing is one sided, so that it's hmm. it's a little more uh, you know unbiased and uh, it's it's a little more perspective offering in the sense of you know it won't take an artist's sort of press release quote word mm -hmm. for word, you know, like mm -hmm. if I see an artist quote press, press release word for word, I'm not going to use it. If anything, I'm going to ask mm -hmm. them about it and be like, why did you say this? So, um, yeah, like where the sort of, you know, print journalism is the kind of field where you're not, you're not just taking things on face value. So what comes out is something that's definitely uh, much more sort of at least much more deeper. That's, that's what I would say. And also, I think kind of expands the audience reading it also, reading uh, or knowing about this artist also, right? Yeah, like, I mean, completely, it, it offers that wider reach for sure on like a like a completely multicultural level, like across a lot of, you know, sort of strata and stuff. Um, and like, yeah, a lot of times like musicians will tell me that, oh, you know, like, this is how my parents know what I'm doing. Because like, mm. they, if they, yeah, yeah. they've seen an, if they've seen an article in the Hindu that counts as like validation for them. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, great. Happy to do my part, you know? <laughs> that's, that's my objective with this whole thing. Uh, I hope that musicians um, uh, listen to this and kind of learn something from this because there are a lot of things uh, musicians uh, today uh, are doing wrong and uh, this is one of the ways hopefully it uh, corrects that process and uh, hopefully it makes their journey uh, better and I hope a lot more people uh, listen to and uh, come to know of Indian uh, bands uh, in this manner. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it and uh, I'll see you soon. Hopefully uh, shows start sometime soon. So that I see you somewhere in the crowd and I'll I'll come and say hi. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, thank I'm you. Made for this, that. Yeah, this is this has been great. Thank you for having me. And hopefully I'll uh, see you when it's safer out there. Sure. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I'll uh, see you soon.